Good morning, everyone. Hopefully, y'all have another good Monday, such as myself. I have no complaints. But speaking of that, I know someone or some team that is complaining this morning. So I'll go ahead and get all into it. So the AP Top 25 did just release, and there is a new number one team. Alabama is now number one, according to AP polls. So Georgia has dropped one spot down to now number two after what should have been a blowout of Missouri, at least the spread thought, so at least 31 points. They ended up only winning by a few points. And we're down 16 to 6 at halftime. So now, like I said, Alabama number one, Georgia number two, Ohio State number three, Michigan number four, Clemson number five, University of Southern California number six, Oklahoma State seven, Tennessee eight, Ole Miss nine, and Penn State to round it out at number 10. So as said before, Georgia now is number two. Alabama number one after they beat Arkansas, who was ranked at the time. Now they're not after losing, but they did lose Bryce Young to a sprained shoulder. So time will tell on how that will work out here in the next few weeks. But Kentucky did lose to Ole Miss. So Kentucky dropped a few spots back from number seven to now number 13 after the Ole Miss loss. And Ole Miss jumped a few spots, uh, five spots to be exact, to now number nine. Oklahoma State then took Kentucky's old spot as they're now number seven, jumping two spots up. And Penn State is took one spot up after NC State's loss to Clemson. Now for the other 15 spots to round out the top 25 in Hull, uh, it was a major overhaul after 10 of those ranked teams lost and five of them came from unranked opponents. And the wild thing, too, is that now Kansas is number 19 in the whole entire nation. So who would have even thought about that? especially in the preseason. So that did end a drought since 2009. Kansas has never been ranked till this week, and that ended the longest Power 5 drought. Now Illinois holds that spot, and Illinois is 4-1, so they play Iowa next week. Might turn 5-1. and one. We'll see what happens if that streak ends too. And with Kansas coming in number 19, we have six other teams that are new or to change the uh, the order. So we have TCU at number 17, UCLA number 18, Syracuse number 22, Mississippi State number 23, number 24 Cincinnati, and number 25 LSU. And some of these teams, such as Cincinnati and LSU, were ranked preseason, then lost, and now they're back in. So obviously with teams that also are coming in, there's teams that have to get out of the top 25. So those teams are Oklahoma, Baylor, Arkansas, Texas A&M, who I've never been big on, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, and Florida State. Florida State and Minnesota lasted one week. Uh, and one thing, too, about some of these teams, Oklahoma, Baylor, A&M, join Notre Dame as an original preseason top 10 rankings, and now within six weeks, those four teams are out of the rankings. So back to my previous episodes, how you have the pretenders and the real deal teams these teams are already lining up to be pretenders in a way. So, and that's just a top 10 teams, which, which were top 10, not anymore, obviously. But for this coming up week, we have three ranked matchups. So we have LSU at Tennessee. Tennessee's already opening up as a three point favorite. Then we have number 17, TCU at number 19, Kansas, which are both undefeated. I'm actually really intrigued in this game. And the line is TCU minus five. So, 
it's just it's gonna be really tough to think you know now Kansas is going to play a ranked team let's see if that undefeated record is more of a fluke because I'm pretty sure I feel like the most toughest team they thought they've or they've uh, played this year was either Duke or Iowa State and Duke was undefeated at the time but they really didn't play any of us just Northwestern and A&T for instance and then the last ranked matchup we have is number 11 Utah at number 18 UCLA and that line is starting out Utah minus three and a half. So obviously, as of Monday, that's what the lines are for those three games. I'm sure, they'll change a little bit. So we'll just see you on, you know, what what comes to fruition for those lines. Of course, but I do have two games I want to talk a little bit about. So we have Clemson number five versus then number ten NC State. Clemson ended up winning thirty to twenty. I took this uh, pick off the books as someone asked me about it, and at the time it was either minus six and a half or minus seven Clemson. And obviously that ended up covering. But NC State ended up Devin Leary, 28 to 47, 245 yards, one TD, and one INT. Uh, NC State, they're continue, continuing to struggle on the running game. Their leading rusher, Jordan Houston, had seven carries for only 32 yards. And Thayer Thomas, the former walk-on, had nine receptions for 84 yards. And overall, 279 yards total for the team and two turnovers, which ended up killing them. Clemson, their quarterback, DJ Ended up going 21 for 30, 209 yards throwing, one TD. And ended up he ended up leading in uh, the rushing category with 14 carries, 73 yards, and two TDs. And for receiving, Jake Brittingstool had four catches for 54 yards and one TD. So overall, 354 yards total, zero turnovers. And eventually, it started out 3-3 three, three and 3 at the end of the first quarter, but Clemson ended up just wearing NC State out. Uh, after a while and it was 30 to 13 till 53 seconds left when state scored a touchdown when it didn't mean anything really so uh, again like i talked about for nc state their running game was never that good they're dead last last year in acc they lost two of their backs who were seniors last year now they have new backs and production still isn't all that and i think it says a lot if you have a former walk-on your leading receiver for the year for Thayer Thomas. So Devin Leary, he's eventually going to be an NFL quarterback probably this year or after the end this year. But, you know, he needs some help. So Clemson has a better offense. State, I believe, has a better defense for sure. And this ended up the turnovers is what really killed them and put NC State defense in a bad position. So now Clemson's already played outside themselves. Obviously, they can't play themselves. So they've already played the two other best teams, ACC, I believe, with Wake Forest and NC State. And moving forward, they only have one ranked opponent currently, or one ranked opponent currently, which is number twenty-two Syracuse, who is brand new to the rankings, and they don't play them until three weeks later. So we'll see if they're even ranked then by then. And then the second game I want to talk about is why Georgia dropped down one spot. So Georgia versus Missouri at Missouri, thirty-one point spread. They ended up winning twenty-six to twenty-two, but. Georgia was down 16-6 to six at halftime, which is very surprising. So uh, for the statistics, Brady Cook for Missouri, 20 for 32, 192 yards, one TD. Cody Schrader, six carries for 89 yards. And, and Dominic Levitt, six catches for 84 yards. So in total, 284 total yards for Missouri, zero turnovers, which really what got them in that game. It kept them in the game, unlike for Georgia. Uh, they did have two turnovers, which were fumbles. That gave Missouri a good field position. But for Georgia, Stetson Bennett was 24 for 43, 312 yards. Kenny McIntosh, 11 carries for 65 yards. And Brock Bowers, the best tight end in college football, even as a sophomore. 
had five catches for 66 yards. So in all, 481 total yards and the two turnovers, which were fumbles. And Missouri ended up capitalizing on those turnovers. But after halftime, after some tempers flare on the sidelines for Georgia, they all got everything intact and ended up scoring 20 points to make it 26 and only let Missouri score six points after halftime to make it 26 to 22. So that right there ended up being enough for the AP uh, poll to drop them down and put Alabama up number one, even though Bryce Young is out potentially for next week. So we'll see how that cuts fruition. But I do want to touch base with coach firing. So this one guy I did talk about in a previous podcast, how he'd probably be the next one to go, but I ended up right on that one. So Colorado does fire Carl Durrell and their defensive coordinator, Chris Wilson, after an 0-5 start. Offensive coordinator Mike Sanford will now be the interim coach moving forward after a 43-20 loss to Arizona. So Durrell will receive $8.7 million buyout. Pretty nice for him. But overall, Durrell in three seasons finished 8-15 and in 23 games due to a shortened 2020 year. And another one that just recently came out was Wisconsin surprisingly fires Paul Christ and names their defensive coordinator Jim Linhard as interim coach. So Christ was 67 and 26 in seven years, and he won 10 or more games for his four of his first five seasons and also finished 2021-9-4. But I guess they're off to a little bit of a slow start. They did just lose to Illinois. So in their minds, they wanted to make another change for the future of their program. So now Chris has a $16.4 million buyout unless a different settlement is negotiated, of course. So interesting to see, but I do believe Chris would be a hot coach for a team like Colorado or Arizona State to pick up and to change the programs around. But also, lastly, for that, ironically, Georgia Tech did beat recently number 24, which was number 24, then Pitt at Pitt six days after firing their head coach, Jeff Collins, and athletic director, Todd Stansbury. So now Brent Key, the interim coach, is now 1-0 and also broke the streak of nine straight FBS losses for Georgia Tech. So congrats to him, and if he keeps it up, maybe he'll have the permanent job also. And speaking of streaks broken, uh, I do want to talk about the guest pick of the week this previous week by Jake Fenton. So he did choose UConn plus 23.5 versus Fresno State. They ended up winning 19-14. to So that was the first time UConn has beat an FBS opponent in over a thousand days. And for the exact team and year, it was UMass in 2019, who is on the verge of FCS anyways. So uh, pretty wild how, how that happened. If only he picked money line, but he, he went to safe route. So um, Jim Morris's first year at UConn, and he now has the first FBS win. So congrats to them. Fresno State overall, their backup play, Logan Fife had 157 yards, two INTs. Jordan Mims, 15 carries, 39 yards for one TD. And they only had 187 offensive offensive yards for, for Fresno themselves and three turnovers. So, yeah, I definitely look back at yourself and just think, why can't you get any points or yards really on UConn? And for UConn, Zion Turner, 8 for 15 for 130 yards, one TD. Devontae Houston, 23 carries for 105 yards, one TD. 313 yards total in two turnovers. But now they play the god-awful Florida International and UConn's a four-point favorite. So let's keep some eyes on this, but that's going to be some ugly football to watch for sure. And speaking of that, on football to watch, I do want to talk about the recap I did watch for PD's picks of the week. So my first pick was University of South Carolina versus South Carolina State. 
and I chose Oklahoma State plus 39 and a half. They ended up losing 50 to 10, so right at 40 points, unfortunately. But I thought that pick because in-state rivalry, in a way, the game got moved up from Saturday to Thursday for the Hurricane Ian, and it was potentially a trap game when they're playing Kentucky the next week. So I'll talk a little bit more in detail about it. But South Carolina State had both quarterbacks play for 7 to 18, 75 yards, three interceptions. Tyrese Nick, 14 carries, 95 yards, one TD. And Shaquan Davis at Columbia Local, three catches for 62 yards. So they only had 220 yards total and three turnovers. But USC matched them on turnovers, and Spencer Rattler was 21 for 27 for 212 yards, two TDs, and two interceptions against the FCS opponent. His intercept, first interception came on the second play also. Marshawn Lloyd, 11 carries, 80 yards, one TD, and Brooks had three receptions for 61 yards. So overall, 404 yards total and three turnovers. And I do believe, this is kind of, I'm probably just thinking too much into it, but I, I believe that Shane Beamer um, is definitely involved in something with the spread because I don't know why on their first touchdown they would go for a two-point conversion and laughably their linemen scored the two-point conversion to make it 8-0. to zero. All you had to do was an extra point conversion and South Carolina State would have won the spread by only being about 39 points with that .5. So I don't know. Um, and USC also scored a touchdown with a minute 46 left to make it a, to make it officially 50 to 10 with the extra point. And I just I don't know why they even tried to score at that point when the game's already already decided. So lost that one. But the next pick was EC versus USF minus eight. I verbally guaranteed and said this was a lock last episode, and it ended up being that. ECU was up 41 to 7 at halftime, and after that, it was just smooth sailing. So ECU ended up winning 48 to 28. Garrett Buchanan, the Baylor transfer, USF, 18 for 28, 253 yards, three TDs passing, one TD rushing. Brian Batty, 15 carries, 96 yards. Jimmy Horn Jr., eight catches for 180 yards and two TDs, 455 total yards, and one turnover for USF. ECU, Holden Aylers, 31 for 41. 465 yards, six TDs. Marlon Gunn Jr., the freshman, 15 carries for 61 yards. And CJ Johnson, seven catches, 197 yards, four touchdowns. So, big game offensively, 50, or uh, <clears throat> 575 yards total for offense and one turnover. And, like I said, when I guarantee or say a lot, it's most likely going to happen. So, keep, uh, keep that in line for next week potentially. Last game was Michigan State plus 8.5 versus Maryland. Ended up losing that one, 27-13. I thought because Michigan State lost two previous weeks, they're not going to lose three in a row just because they got to play tight when they're playing Ohio State to really get their stuff in line, but ended up losing this one. And even the plus 8.5, I figured that would be a little bit cushioned on top of it. But Peyton Thorne, 27-44, 221 yards, throwing one TD. Elijah Collins, five carries, 36 yards, one TD. And Jaden Reed, seven receptions, 61 yards, one TD. So ended up they missed a 33-yard field goal and had a 45-yard field goal blocked. And they missed a two-point conversion that they took early in the game for some reason. Uh, so those miscues right there just made us lose the spread. Maryland, Tuggle Viola was 32 or 41, 314 yards, one TD. Antoine Littleton to second, 19 carries for 120 yards, one TD. And Deshaun Jones, six catches for 60 yards. So in total, they had 489 yards total compared to Michigan State's 321. And Mel Tucker now has lost three in a row for Michigan State and are now playing number three Ohio State. 
So we'll see how that goes as they're already two and three and zero and two in conference. Uh, and Maryland's coach Mike Loxley now is four and one and seemingly turned the program around. So that's good for them as they've not been all that uh, prior to last year. They weren't really competitive at all in the years prior. Uh, but now Maryland plays Purdue next, and Michigan, like I said, hosts number three Ohio State. So we'll see what that ends up being, but. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I was one and two this week. I did say the lock for ECU games. So I got that one, but overall nine to nine since week one of college football. So I'm at 500, but hopefully I can get a little bit better on that. Uh, and kudos to Jake Fenton again for the pick of the week, but definitely for anybody that is thinking they have a pick that they'd like to, to chime in, definitely reach out to me. We'd love to hear about it and, uh, you know, talk about it, of course. So appreciate it. Thank you all for everything. And do follow Alumni my sports on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, I mean, and uh, Spotify also as I'm there as well, along with following on Instagram. So thank you all very much. Y'all finish finish out this week well. And uh, Pixel Elite will be later this week, Thursday at 6. And do tune in for next Monday's podcast at 7 a.m. on Monday. Appreciate y'all. Thank you all very much.